2: Joining us via our celebrity line is Chris Kerber, voice of the blues on 101 What ESPN. What's up, Kerbs? Anthony, Jamie, how are you guys? We're doing well. Let's talk a little Stanley Cup finals, Kerbs. What do you think will be the key difference, no matter which way this, this series winds up going? What do you think the big difference is when it's all said and done?
1: Sergei Bobrovsky. To me, that's what this whole series comes down to. If he... If Sergey Bobrovsky outduels Aiden Hill, the Florida Panthers can win the Stanley Cup. He's been that important. And I know a lot has been made of Matthew Kachuk, uh, you know, the, the, the roles that other guys have played, the defense of Radko Gudis and Ekblad and those guys from Florida. But uh, as good as some of those guys have been, uh, you could be looking at a scenario, guys, where if even if Vegas were to win this series in game six or game seven, if it goes that far, Sergey Bobrovsky could end up winning the Smythe Trophy as a losing goaltender in the Stanley Cup Final, which we have seen before. So, to me, the, the biggest difference in this series could be that guy. Curbs of Vegas Golden
0: Knights, uh, they do a great job of protecting the middle of the ice, specifically in their defensive zone. The Dallas Stars just struggle to get inner slot shots against the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, you know, the Florida Panthers on the flip side – they got a bunch of guys who get to the front of the net. They drive traffic to the front of the net and pucks. You know, how do you see that battle working out? Who, who, in your opinion, ends up winning that battle of the middle of the ice?
1: Well, I, th- I think actually that the Vegas Golden Knights probably are deeper in their, in their four lines and in their third defensive pairing than, than the Florida Panthers are. So you might give a slight edge to them, Jamie, but you're right. It's a style of play, and it's an attitude. I mean, and and that might even be more of an attitude than anything else. And so uh, I I did not think – I really didn't think in in that Carolina series that Brent Burns and the the Carolina Hurricanes defended those guys well. I I don't think they really ever got a hold of just how hard the Panthers were driving the middle of the ice. Vegas is going to be ready for it because the Florida Panthers, in my opinion – Play really more of that true heavier Western Conference style of play. So I expect Vegas to be more ready for it than Carolina was. But that's where this battle is going to be won. If if, if you go beyond just Sergey Bobrovsky, uh, who can stay out of the penalty box more, and then who wins right in front of the net, and there I think should be some epic epic battles. You know, and then frankly, I think Jamie, it could come down to the discipline in front of the net. You know, if if there's stick work that gets called. You know, Whatever team cannot stay disciplined while the other team gets body positioning on them could end up hurting their own side.
0: Talking to Chris Kerber, Voice of the Blues, here on 101 ESPN. Kerbs,
1: I want to flip it over to
0: the St. Louis Blues here just for a second. And Doug Armstrong, Sammy Blay, Jake Neighbors, and uh, what's it? Joel, for, Hofer. Joel Hofer. I had Colton Ellis on the brain. I couldn't shake <laughs> it for a second, Kerbs. It just, it just jammed up on me there. Um, the
2: hamster fell off the yeah, wheel. He
0: fell off. He's back in now. Um, they're coming off uh, a nice gold medal championship over uh, in Europe. There, what uh, in your opinion, you know, what do you think of Army bringing those guys over there? First of all,
1: I think it's great experience. I think you've got young guys then that had a chance to represent Canada, and maybe aside from uh, what what they might have done as part of a World Junior um you know i don't i don't think right now at least you'd be looking at any of those guys even knocking on the door of representing team canada in an olympic or something other than that so great pride great opportunity opportunity for them to play with other players from around the league uh, and around the world uh, continue to play a little bit so when uh, when when their season was ending it got young guys another month of hockey and i don't think anything can go wrong with that their bodies can handle it they, they were good for it uh, when I texted Army after they won, he said it's always nice to win the last game of the year. So they, you know, those guys got to experience that again. And at least in Sammy's plays case, now he's done that twice in the tournament and in a uh, uh, and in a Stanley Cup final. But uh, it's just it's just great all around experience for them, Jamie, to to get into those scenarios and to grow and to learn what it takes. So uh, I think it's extremely valuable and pretty cool that their general manager was the one that brought them.
0: Yeah, certainly. And the general manager also made a trade to the Rangers, reacquiring Sammy Blay. And, Curves. I, I I can't talk about it enough, especially in the last couple of weeks, just how great that trade is working out right now. Sammy Blay came in, and, I mean, he had an absolutely fantastic second half of the season. Then he goes over to the World Championships, scores two goals in the gold medal game, ends up with six goals, I believe, overall. Yeah. Did anybody see this coming? I mean, what can we expect from Sammy Blay now moving
1: forward? No, I don't think a lot of people saw this coming. And it does beg the question of, is there another level to Sammy Blay's game? So here's a player that the Blues drafted in the sixth round. When he comes in and he starts to impact the team in, in 2019, you're dealing with a player that was not in constant pro shape, Right. Uh, a young player that was learning how to mentally deal with the game, physically deal with the game, a uh, deal with the keep your body in shape aspect of the game, all of that stuff. The trade to New York happens and he gets hurt, only plays 50 something games or what, 56 games, right? It never worked. They they wanted, remember that was the time too, New York wanted more physical players. They had brought in Ryan Reeves and, and that kind of thing and, uh, it never took off for Sammy Blaze. So when the Blues basically got him, you know, in, in the tossback of that trade, it it cre- it gave him another lease on life. And and, and you listen, you, you've probably seen this before. Hell, maybe even experienced, Jim. I haven't talked to you about, about this aspect. But you get traded once and you talk to players and it's a little bit of a shock to the system. They're like, okay, it's good somebody went. You get traded a second time or you get moved a second time and it starts to get in your head a little bit, saying, okay, hang on a minute here. I better get some stuff together, right? I mean, I, I don't want to go to a third team, a fourth team, a fifth team, and just be this guy that's moving around. Uh, and, and so whether it's a wake-up call, uh, whether it's the opportunity, whether it was just the joy of being back here in St. Louis, a lot came together right for Sammy Blake. He gets the contract extension. Doug Armstrong brings him to the World Championships. He wins gold. That's great. How good can Sammy Blay be? I don't know. I, I don't know if you're going to see him or should see him crack your top six. But does he become a, a potential productive player in, on your third line? I mean, th- that, that remains to be seen. You're still talking about a, what, a 26-year-old? So you're you're t- 27-year-old. So you're talking about a player whose final chapter and really complete role may not be officially written fully.
2: Chris Kerber joining us right now on the fast lane on 101 ESPN. Kerbs, you know, the, the work that Army did before, well, really during the trade deadline last year, as we, as we talked about bringing in Sammy Blay and then, of course, Ferrana and Casper Kapanen, the work to rebuild this roster, retool this roster has already started. We don't have to get into specific players, but what do you think Army is going to do now that the off season uh, or the the off season will be upon us very soon? Once the Stanley Cup Final is done, Where, what areas do you think are important for Army as he looks to again to retool this roster?
1: Well, I think you're setting your goaltending department. That that, that part's pretty clear uh, with with Bennington and Hofer. Uh, I don't. There's there's nothing you need to know. Do there? And I think you're really confident that you're going to have good goaltending going into next year. That's got to give you confidence. Um, obviously, the first thing, one of, one of the key things that has to get done is figure out how you're going to round out your coaching staff and make some final decisions on there. Who's going to now join uh, uh, Craig Berube's coaching staff with the departure of, of McTavich and Mike Van Ryan. I think so That that's a major storyline that still is uh, yet to be determined or yet to be announced, I should say. And then... The other thing, the two things for me, I, you have a logjam on defense where you have the ability to maybe clear some cap space, but if Tyler Tucker, who's a restricted free agent, if you want to start to create room for a, a, a Matthew Kessel, somebody's going to have to get moved. And so how does that happen? But from a forward standpoint, to me, the, the fact that they got Kasper, uh, Kapanen and they got Verana. He, he got his veteran players to fill the gap for a year, so he doesn't have to go searching for that. He, I think now he has to be considering chemistry and makeup. And to me, the forward group needs some personality. The forward group needs some jam. The forward group needs somebody that will go out and, and drop the mitts if they have to or at least get in somebody's face, be grittier, be harder to play against, um, and, and to me, that's what kind of I'm looking for finding one of those kind of character type guys that can play a little bit more than just a skill game and isn't afraid to go out there and get in somebody's face. Cause I believe this team really hasn't had some of that jam since Pat Maroon left. And, and I, I think they could use it. I, and it's, listen, and especially with young players, you've got young players still coming in and let's throw Kairu in there. Let's throw obviously neighbors. You know, you, you could bold do crack the lineup from time to time to exactly what you need some jam in your lineup when you've got young players coming in. It helps them get some swagger. And I think that's an aspect of this team that could use an upgrade. Agreed. Curbs, great
2: stuff. Enjoy your weekend. We'll catch up with you again next week. All right, fellas. Have an awesome weekend. Appreciate Cheers. you. Thank you. That's Chris Gerber, yep. Voice of the Blues, here on 101 ESPN.